world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount Plus. Yes! The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. It is Thursday, May 4th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. It's Thursday. That can mean only one thing. Bill Curlick and Mark Porter are here, and the agenda is crowded, people. Mark has a very busy day in front of him. He is making an attempt to go to every single football-related event in the state of Ohio. Lots of events yesterday, even more today. He's surrounded by coaches, and he will tell you all about it. We also are going to take some subscriber Q&A, which we posted on the front row last night. So that's only subscriber questions, just to get you guys to want to ante up. But we are going to start with Mark, because he needs to get his info out there for you people, and then he needs to get over to his destination of choice, Mark. Please explain to everybody what you did yesterday and what you're doing today. Maybe some of the cool dudes you saw when you were hanging out. Yeah, let, let's not forget about Tuesday and even Monday. What's going on right now is uh, there's uh, college high school showcases that are going on across Ohio. It's, it's really new this year. Uh, the OHSAA has allowed rules where uh, they could, kids can start working out with a ball, do a combine workout, and even the seven-on-seven seven, at the end of the month. So what's basically happening is Tuesday uh, at 6 in the morning, it was Tippy Canoe, then it was Greenville, then Sydney High School, then Piqua. Like every two hours, there's a high school workout, and it's essentially a combine where the college coaches are there. Uh, I went to uh, Trotwoods Madison's on uh, Tuesday night. I went to Xenia, Stebbins, West Carrollton. And then yesterday morning was a big day around here, uh, some of the big players in town. Uh, started off at Fairfield at 6 a.m. They probably had 50 college coaches in attendance, maybe more. Uh, Cole rain right after that, maybe an even bigger attendance because it was later in the morning at 8 a.m. And then Hamilton, uh, Kings, uh, Mason, uh, Lakota West was off the chain. I mean, there were coaches everywhere. Every position group was two or three deep. There are players there. Uh, the tight end from uh, Lakota West, Bill, what's his name? Because I'm drawing a blank. Luca Gilbert. Oh, my Lord, did he get big. I mean, we could do a whole segment on him and some of the other players there. I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. We went to Mason, and then Winton Woods was the cherry on top last night. The eighth grader at Winton Woods that has the Michigan offer was there working out. I Justin Hill. Yeah, we could talk about Justin Hill for a whole program. And then this morning, I was already at Wyoming at 6 a.m., and I got to head over to Mount Healthy 
because that's a big workout. There's some big time prospects there and it, it goes all day after uh, that. It's Middletown. Then I go to Cincinnati Withrow, uh, Walnut Hills, LaSalle, and then we finish up tonight at Princeton. So big time day. I'm, I'm checking out Ohio State guys. Tim Walton has been at every single one of these. He has represented Ohio State. He's looking at prospects not only in 2024, 25, but beyond. Uh, they're inviting guys to camps. It's a pretty standard thing for him, but it's been nice. I could name all the college programs that have been there, the Big Ten, the MAC, the who's who of Division II, Division III. It's really an impressive thing that's going on, and I think this trend is going to pick up going into the next couple of years. And even next week in Columbus, I have two days there. We're a very similar thing where you're going to be at Dublin Kaufman, Hilliard Darby, you know, you name it up there. And I'll be able to look at all those kids. So the spring evaluation period is much different in Ohio this year than it's ever been. And it's, it's a positive for the coaches and the players. It's not spring football, but it's certainly a step in the right direction, man. I mean, uh, good Lord, you haven't had a chance to do this. I mean, it made your, I was going to say it makes your job easier. I guess it yep. makes your job easier to execute, but more content to produce. So we always like that. So Mark is on a tight schedule here. And believe me, there's going to be enough content coming out of this uh, trip he's taken to last you a lifetime. But let's, I did say there's some sus- subscriber Q&A coming. And there's one question in particular we want to get here from Mark before he has to go over to, is it Wyoming? Have you already been there? Yeah, I did Wyoming. We're going to Mount Healthy. Mount Healthy. Mount Healthy. How about this name? Joel Heath, former Michigan State. Michigan State. How about about David Montgomery? He just got New Bears running back. New Lions running back. Lions, I'm sorry. Lions. Yeah, Lions. He's going to be part of a group effort there with Jameer Gibbs, but I digress. Fox R, 2001. Questions for both Mark and Bill, but we're going to let Mark handle this one. It looks like the 2024 class in Ohio is a bit deeper with high-end talent than in past years. Would you agree? If not, which recent class do you like better? Do you expect any of the Ohioans to earn a fifth star before signing day? And it looks like the 2025 class is looking pretty good, too. How does it compare to 2024, Mark? Um, I, d- I did a little research for this question, and I got all my tabs pulled up to talk about it. Uh, you are exactly right. This class is better than the past couple years. I didn't think that when you said it. I had to go back and look at the other classes to kind of confirm it, and it goes along with what college coaches have told me. There's a COVID bubble. There's two years where the kids did not develop as fast or as rapidly as normal, and the talent suffered at the top end it suffered at the middle end and the kids just didn't have the juice that they did and and i didn't know if that was real because i never really examined it but as i look at these classes and what i'm going to do is maybe a run through of each class and throw out some names and you know listen in the nfl draft in the last you know a couple weeks there's something they've been saying that kind of coincides with this question is you can't truly judge a draft class till three or four years down the road. You know, any of these guys giving out draft grades right now, it's it's for clicks, and how do you know? You know, who's this guy that knows right now who had a bad class, okay? And there's some famous ones when you go back that people gave Fs to and they were As. And that's kind of what I delve into as I went back and looked at these classes and I saw the names. I said, wow. I mean, Dan, we could do a whole podcast on the class of 2019, 2021, and 
where are they now? How did it turn out? Uh, it was in my mind, and, and I didn't even have the expertise of Bill here to help draw my memory on some questions I even had about where's this kid now? But as I kind of do this exercise, I'm just going to spend it a minute or two here. And one of the first questions he asked is in 2024, are there any kids that are going to maybe get that fifth star or fourth star? Uh, when I do my evaluations, I don't look at anybody else's ranking. So I have a clear head. So these are the guys I had graded the highest and Bryce West, Aaron Scott, Elias Rudolph, Brian Robinson from Fitch, Damari and Witten. I talked to a coach this week and it said Damari and Witten's the best player in the state of Ohio. There you go. There's your nugget. But there's an evaluation that came out of left field and he doesn't know I'm a buck nuts guy or have any. So he threw that unsolicited at me and quite a you know tip of the hat for him. So is he a five-star yet? Someone I know thinks he should be. Uh, the Armstrongs, uh, Mark Nave, Jordan Marshall, of course, Michigan. Uh, they were around and, and they're ecstatic about him. I'm sorry to bring that up. Um, Mercer Lewinsky and his brother Charlton down here at CHCA are two kids that weren't really on, my, really on my radar. And I think, Bill, we need to get them on the radar for Ohio State. They might have overtaken the Satterwhites. And with, uh, I saw your buddy at the Stebbins wheel lock. Uh, he looked great, Bill. He's committed to Cincinnati now. Yeah, the only place that's going to take him from uh, Cincinnati would be Ohio State. But I think the, the kids at uh, CHCA, the Lewinsky's, they're going to overtake for the best lineman spots behind him. So those, those are the guys that have blown up. Uh, Ted Hammond, I think he's great. I know he's going to Michigan. Timothy Carpenter threw the other night at Trotwood Madison. And early on, I'd say, and, and Dan and I have talked about him. He's just a great athlete. Maybe he's a tight end. Maybe he's a linebacker. We don't know. He's just a – he's a quarterback. He has polished his game. He was dropping dimes. He was spinning it. You know, he's a kid that uh, – you know, I kind of – I don't know if he's 6'5", you know, the way he's listed, but he had a little Terrell Pryor, Card Jones, Cardell Jones hybrid to him. And I know we've got quarterbacks, but you're asking who could blow up. If uh, He blew up for me the other night. Uh, Dalen Wilkins uh, – William Satterwhite is stocked down. He is listed at 6'5", and coaches are saying he's about 6'3". You know, so that 6'5 length of tackle, is that maybe that's the explanation where he hasn't totally went through the roof. I mean, I'm getting a lot of conversations as I'm going through this weekend. Uh, Dominique Kirk, Terion Nichols I'll see today at Withrow, and I'll see what he looks like. Frederick Johnson at uh, Glenville, the offensive lineman. He could blow up. You know, we've mentioned him many a time, so we get that fifth star. Tavion Galloway, I think LSU just got the best tight end in Louisiana committed, and he's committed there as a tight end, so writing's on the wall there. I've actually had college coaches asking me about him lately, so I think there's where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, Garrett Stover, just talked to a college coach, said he's the smoothest linebacker in Ohio. There you go. There's a nugget there. Uh, Coy Beasley, I'm going to see him today at LaSalle. Uh, Dan's ready to probably stop me. Luke Hamilton going to Michigan. Tramar Harris from Winton Woods uh, was a receiver that worked out uh, last night. He looked awesome. Uh, Sam Williams-Dixon. Uh, Elijah King at Gahanna Lincoln. That defensive end, we like better than their defensive end last year. But, you know, do we need a defensive end from Ohio? That breakdown I just did of uh, Lightfoot, there's no one touching him and Elias Rudolph right now. Uh, Tabron Beanie-Powell. Wow, did he look good yesterday. More about him later. Uh, that's just this class. So, yeah, I think this class is much better than last year. And here are the names from last year. Will Smith, Sierra Veld, Jermaine Matthews. The uh, college coach just told me last night that, wow, the work, because we were in Woods, and he was bragging about him because he was there. 
said the workout that they put him through at Ohio State was a grinder. They test. They wanted him to fail. They wanted him to not make it. I'm sorry, uh, Cameron or whatever, uh, Matt. But boy, they put him through the grinder there to see if he could make it, and he passed every test, and that's how he got offered. Uh, Padilla, Malik Hartford, Luke Montgomery, Arvell Reese, Anthony Brown. Uh, that was really it for that class. You get down to like Kilbane and Glover and Kamari Burns. Those guys are definitely a rung down. So you can see the depth already in these names. Um, Josiah Jackson, Breon Ishmael, Cameron Smith. A lot of fans might not even know who these people are. Dominic Rivera. These were the top players in the class last year. Uh, and you're not, you don't have the recognition like the names I just went through. You go back a year before it was the Drew Aller class. Uh, we were talking about Derek Shepard from Alter and, uh, Jonathan Thompson from the sales as a linebacker. And I'm sure those names aren't registering. Caleb Johnson from Hamilton. Uh, Kentrell Marks went to Purdue. Ethan Green went to Cincinnati. Still no registration of a name. There was the Sonny Styles, Alex Afari, uh, Dakari Frazier, Caden Saunders from Westerville went to Penn State. You know, like these guys aren't really registering as making it in college football yet. Clive Wilson went to Boston College from Cheney. Um, it really... Chase Stone from Alter was an uncommitted guy. I mean, I'm looking for names here in the top prospects, and they're not here the way 24 is. And if you go back the year before, the exercise is like, okay, did, did Corey Kiner work out at LSU? A.J. Yeah. Kirk just transferred from Michigan State. Uh, Najee Story went to Northwestern. Uh, Jack Pugh from Hilliard-Dabberty to Wisconsin. Jack Sawyer was the Ohio State. Jaden Ballard's Ohio State. Michael Hall's Ohio State. Those are three that are holding up. Liam Clifford at Penn State. Jalen Johnson to Ohio State from LaSalle. Um, Marcus Allen to Wisconsin do anything for you? Or Devin Williams to Minnesota. Wallabaugh to Kentucky. Lorenzo Styles to Notre Dame. We know how that's going. Uh, Mitchell Evans from Wadsworth to Notre Dame. We lost Devontae Smith to Alabama from LaSalle High School. Did that hurt us? Um, you know, and this is a fun exercise, and I know I'm I'm banging this podcast pretty hard right now and hogging the time, but we'll go back one more class and you'll see the same thing. This was the Chris Scott to Cincinnati, Darian Henry to Ohio State, the Monte Tranium to Arizona State, uh, Paris Johnson. Oh, that worked out good. Um, Devin Hightower from Hoban to Michigan State. Did we care that Caden Clark from Archbishop Hoban went to Alabama? He's not in Alabama anymore. That was one of the Gronkowski-like tight ends they were going to take from Ohio, and he's already transferred out of there, I believe. Uh, Jutiah McLean to uh, Kentucky. Evan Prater, that big quarterback from Wyoming to Cincinnati. Um, Mayan Williams to Ohio State. We like it. But really, as I go down this name, I'm probably going to bore some Bucknuts people with these names because they're not registering. But that's kind of the point of this exercise is – a lot of these names that we talked about, the Joe Royer to Ohio State, uh, Brandon Taylor from Lima went to Penn State, never heard of him again. Um, Ty Hamilton, Ohio State. Jake Siebert, Ohio State. Didn't he just transfer the kicker, or is he still there? And, I mean, yeah, Troy LaRue to Ohio State, Luke Lachey to Iowa, and really, you know, Jacob James, Ohio State. So as you go back and do this exercise, and maybe we'll do this, and, and dive into these names as they spark something in your memory. This latest class, class is great, and he asked about 2025. Boy, uh, Marquise Davis already got the Ohio State offer. Carter Lowe, I love Tavian St. Clair, the quarterback, and Ryan Montgomery, Bo Jackson. Justin Hill, I fell in love with yesterday. I'll talk about him more. Trey McNutt has the Ohio legacy to him. 
Uh, I like Jane Clark at Northmont. Jameer Scott, I'm going to walk out of this room and go look at it about healthy. Caden uh, Penning, the tight end from Anderson. It's So this 2025 class, Dorian Brew, Luca Gilbert, the tight end that I fell in love with yesterday again. Jamison Nitna, John Nitna's son, the quarterback to Lakota East who's moved into town. Uh, Wayne had a bunch of prospects. You know, so if I didn't just bore someone and lose half your audience for the second half of this podcast – there's your in-depth answer to a question about these classes and how they stack up. But this 2024, I think we're going to be sad. Some of these kids go other places when we do this three years from now. I just know that made me feel old because one of my sons played AAU with Chris Scott in third grade. And another one of my sons tried out for a basketball team and Luca Gilbert was the hooper that uh, caught everybody's eye. So, you're talking about some real studs there, um, but I think you're right. If we were going to pan back 20 years from now, you're going to see uh, an EKG chart, and there's going to be a drop for the pandemic, and then it's going to flatten out again, and uh, we should be good to go. We're going to let Mark go. He's got another 55 schools to get to, and we'll report back. There's nothing quite like Mark Porter on Ohio. Mark, have a wonderful day and safe travels. Well, I will uh, be listening to you guys while I'm driving over to Mount Healthy, so don't talk behind my back. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. We will definitely be talking behind Mark's back. Quickly, though, before he can get to his uh, <laughs> platform of choice. Let's take a quick break here at the 1630 mark, Bill. And then... But let me, let me comment on a couple things to start with when we get what Mark said. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the floor is yours, Bill. Well, that, that was quite an array of information from Mark. And two things I want to comment on that he, that he uh, mentioned just to kick it off. He mentioned all those Ohio guys and uh, almost all of them, at least in the 2025 class, we are going to see working out again on Sunday uh, at Fortress Obets. The Under Armour camp, I'll be there. Alan True, who is our Midwest guy, will be there. I think Steve Hellwagon will be there, I think. Uh, But almost every single one of those 2025 guys that Mark mentioned, we're going to get complete coverage on Bucknuts as they're working out on Sunday. So that will be great. Some of the 2000 – Aaron Scott, by the way, will be there uh, on Sunday from the 2024 class, of course. But – 2026 and 2027 are going to be represented on Sunday too. Um, 
Isaiah Garrett, Mark mentioned, the running back at Winton Woods that already has a Michigan offer. He's going to be there. R.J. Day, Ryan Day's son, is going to be working out. So it's going to be a, a, a packed uh, Sunday of, of great prospects to see. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention, a lot of people have been talking about Ohio State's defensive line recruiting and how it's not looking good uh, for 2024. Well, that may not necessarily be the case. Mark just mentioned a few guys there. He mentioned Marquise Lightwood uh, from Illinois, Chicago, that he said, whoa, you know, he, he, what a player Marquise Lightwood is. And, and listen, Bill, his his uh, breakdown is on the site right now. Mark did a video breakdown of him. And if you want to develop a crush on a prospect, I suggest you check that out. Go ahead. Yeah, and my point is, I think it's a very realistic destination for him. He likes Ohio State a lot. He just set an official visit. I had an article about that on Bucknuts, uh, I think a couple days ago. Just set an official visit to Ohio State. His coaches really like Ohio State and Larry Johnson. Ohio State's a real, very realistic possibility for him. Mark mentioned Elias Rudolph. You know, he is still in Florida, but he might be coming back to Ohio. We don't know yet. But either way, he likes Ohio State. Uh, I did an article on Nigel Smith uh, this week. Uh, from Texas. He is absolutely making an official visit to Ohio State, and Ohio State absolutely has a realistic shot at landing him. Right now, Ohio State Oklahoma could be in the lead for him. And then we haven't even talked about Booker Pickett, who is uh, um, Ryan Pickett, former Ohio State great. That's his nephew. Ohio State has a real, very realistic shot. You can make a case that Ohio State could be leading for him right now. So if you want to talk about defensive line recruiting not being very good this year or the potential to be very good, there's four players that Ohio State is absolutely very, very heavily in the running for, maybe in the lead for several, if not all of them, Lightfoot Rudolph, Nigel Smith, and Booker Pickett. There's your uh, uh, four outstanding players that that, uh, you could be seeing in Scarlet and Gray. Also, and I, I'm always the one to bring this back up because it's in my frontal lobe, but keep this in mind, people. Every single person who comes to Ohio State to play football expects to go to the NFL. And Todd McShay's mock draft for 2024 came out a little bit before we hit the air here. There are three Ohio State defensive linemen in the first round. And one mentioned as next one in. If JT Tuamalo, Jack Sawyer, Mike Hall, and Tyleek Williams all go in the first round, recruiting will pick up tremendously. Uh, that's all people need to see is a little bit of come through on the recruiting. Uh, Larry has also proven that when he's gotten the guys in here that we really knew were going to be spectacular. Chase Young and the Bosa brothers, for example, it's worked out. Bill and I could tell you concerns they had about Zach Harrison going way back. So I'm not surprised he was a third-round pick rather than a first-round pick despite his physical profile. But this is the year for Jack Sawyer and JT Tuamalau, Tyreek Williams, and Michael Hall to really get it done on the field and I think get the recruiting to follow along with it so they can uh, – Put the first and the 15th in there and they're recruiting as they go through it. All right, Bill, let's hit some questions here. And like you said, we probably haven't given this uh, gathering on Sunday. It's due given the 
guest list. It's literally a who's who of Ohio. I, I, I mean, I only looked over the list from a cursory standpoint, and it is literally everyone I could possibly think of. So um, we will get a ton of coverage out, out of that, and that's going to be like a, you know, a mile marker or a mile post on the summer, on the offseason, because it's really the first time you're going to get everybody in one spot from Ohio since last season. So you're going to get to see how everyone's grown and such. And this will kind of set the uh, – I think it's going to kind of set the, the schedule for Ohio State for the rest of the offseason. Now let's get yeah. to some questions. Bill. Real, real quick, they have four Ohio State commitments are going to be at that uh, alone. You're going to have uh, Mark Nave. You're going to have, uh, let's see, Mylon Graham, Garrett Stover, and who am I forgetting? Sam Williams Dixon. They're all scheduled to be there. So uh, I look back at last year's event, same event. There was one Ohio State commitment at that event uh, a year ago. There are four that are going to be at it this year. And then, like I said, we looked at the, uh, the 2025 guys that are going to be it's there. It's incredible. Who's who? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, guys. It's silly to even list a name, Bill. When I started writing it down, I'm like, I could just point someone to the targets list for Ohio because it's literally everybody. So uh, kudos to those who organized it. And we will be there with bells on. We've got an arm. We've got an, an we need to have our guys recruited. We have so many guys going to this thing. Um, but I digress. Alan Chu had an update on, I think it was Alan. Oh, maybe, excuse me. Steve Wolfong had an update on Sammy Brown, the Georgia linebacker. And it happens often, but it made me think of the late, great Dwayne Long, who I think Dwayne's <laughs> on his tombstone. One of the things, maybe not the top, but below, it means last official visit is good. Dwayne was a big believer in that, and Sammy Brown's schedule has changed so that Ohio State will get the last official visit. Goaded wants to know, Bill, does getting the last visit with Sammy Brown increase our chances of landing him, or is, or is he Georgia's to lose? I think it's – and I've talked to Sammy and his dad a, a lot, a decent amount, pretty decent amount of time. I think this one's very close right now uh, uh, between three teams, Ohio State, Georgia, and Clemson. Uh, I think realistically he could end up at any of those three schools. And that's not to rule out the other two schools on his list, uh, Oklahoma, Tennessee. But I think uh, those three I mentioned first would be the front runners at this point. I think it's very close. Um, getting him out of Georgia, obviously, that's not going to be easy. But I will tell you that both Sammy and his family like Ohio State a lot. They have all been here. Um, Sammy, when he came up with his dad, his mom, I think the first time maybe, his mom couldn't come, and she insisted on getting up to Ohio State. She had to see it herself, and she did. Um, so that one, it's that's a realistic possibility for Ohio State. I know people are going to say Georgia automatically, but this last visit, it can help. It's not a, a, a clincher or anything like that, but it can help. So we'll see. I just think Ohio State has a little bit better chance in that battle than people that think it's Georgia for sure or Clemson next are giving giving Ohio State credit for. Sammy Brown is about as good a prospect at linebacker as I've seen uh, in terms of he's a wrestler. I think he won the 400 in the state. So if Sammy Brown needs a place to stay, he can swing through Dayton. I'll hook him up. All right. Uh, I'm not. 
we're not going to do the in or out game here, Bill, just because I think you've already really done that. Dominic McKinley, we addressed. Uh, Mark can handle that. Here we go. Greg Biggins, speaking of linebackers, had a note up there about Peyton Woodyard, big-time player. Can you give us the latest on Peyton Woodyard? Well, he remains committed to Georgia. He did get in the Ohio State visit earlier this spring. Uh, not the first time he's been here, but he liked what he saw. Um, I think he's going to make an official visit back to Ohio State. He hasn't announced any definite uh, schedule on that or anything along those lines, but uh, he has been thought that he's going to take some official visits, and I think he will. I think he'll visit Georgia. Obviously, he's committed there, but I think he'll, in all likelihood, make an official visit to Ohio State. I think USC is still going to be in play. Um, you know, there, there are two impact safeties that Ohio State uh, would love to get in this class. Uh, one of them is Peyton Woodyard, and the other, of course, is K.J. Bolden. Ohio State, I think, you know, but they definitely have a shot at Bolden. Absolutely no question, a realistic shot there. And I think there is a shot that they could flip Woodyard. We'll see what happens. And, and while I'm talking about safeties, uh, big deal here. Ohio State is going to be hosting a transfer portal safety. I had this story on Bucknuts uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, Jalen Key, he is from UAB. People say UAB. Well, he uh, has had some great years at UAB, and he is an outstanding safety. He only has one year left, but he's good enough that you go in for him. Um you know, Ryan Day is trying to help this defense as much as he can for this coming season. He got Jihad Carter out of the transfer portal from Syracuse, who's who's got uh, multiple years left. But um, they're looking to get Jalen Key, too. Jalen's going to come up to here to Ohio State on Tuesday of next week. He just got back yesterday from Ole Miss. He's going to come to Ohio State on Tuesday, make his official visit Wednesday, Thursday. Then he'll go to Florida, or he's going to Florida State this weekend. Right after Ohio State, he'll go uh, on an official visit to Oregon. He's already been to Alabama. He'll make his decision probably May 15th or 16th. And right now, I think it's a really close battle between Ohio State as well as Florida State. He's originally from Tallahassee and then Alabama. The key thing for him, he's got one year left. He wants to go to a school that is going to finish off his development uh, and get him to the NFL as a high draft choice. So Alabama probably has a little bit of an edge right now because of their pedigree right now of safeties going high in the NFL draft. We just saw Jordan Battle go to Cincinnati. Um, it's going to be up to Ohio State to convince him next week that they can get him to the NFL draft higher than Alabama or better than staying at home, so to speak, and going to Florida State. So that certainly is one to watch. He would be another impact guy to add to the Ohio State secondary to go along with Ingboson, the cornerback from Elish, or Ole Miss, and then, of course, Jihad Carter. Just to address that question and how did he get out of Florida, Florida is – uh, a different place when it comes to recruiting. Just remember, Khalil Mack is from Florida and had one offer, Buffalo. 
And anybody who saw Khalil Mack play at Ohio State that day, it was Taylor Decker's first start. And it's, we're lucky he didn't quit the game after that. Uh, that's the best defensive effort put on by any opposing player that I've seen. And um, good Lord, he has proved it since. So Florida's got plenty of dudes. And look, it's recruiting. It's fluid. Um, you never know. This question was asked both here and not a question, and on the uh, subscriber deal. So let's hit, hit this bill from Sarge and from L Boogie. What are our chances of landing linebacker Kingston Villamuasa out of John Bosco in California? High uh, State's in there. I mean, they're one of his final three, and he, you know, he he is a teammate of Peyton Woodyard. Um, doesn't mean they're going to go to the same school at all, just that they're teammates. They, uh, when Kingston was a freshman, which by the way, he was the very first 2025 guy that Ohio State offered a scholarship to. First one. So I think they've been on him for a while and think they like him. Um, when uh, he came out as a freshman with Woodyard, to Ohio State, and at that point he was coming off an injury, but he loved it at Ohio State. I can still remember he, he was sitting on the ground kind of watching all the things that were going on, and later I talked to him, and he has been back multiple – he's now been to Ohio State multiple times. He's going to make an official visit to Ohio State, and likely it's going to come down to that, his official his three official visits and, and how he likes things and how things go. But another guy – realistic possibility to end up at Ohio State. Bill, first defensive line. This is from TC, TFCA to fan or something. Who do you think will be the first defensive lineman to commit in this class, regardless of need? Who do you see actually joining the class on the defensive line? Well, really, get back to those four I mentioned. Um, I, I think probably one of those four would likely be uh, the first guy to commit. And again, uh, if you're just joining us in the show, why weren't you here earlier? But uh, 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 those four guys, Marcus Lightfoot, uh, Elias Rudolph. Um, now, Nigel Smith won't be the first because he is going to wait until the third weekend of the season. Nigel Smith from Texas. He is going to uh, uh, make his final official visit the second game of the season for him. It's a home game down in Melissa, Texas. And then the next weekend he has a home game, and he's going to announce his decision uh, that game. It's going to be interesting. He's going to make, um, I believe, four official visits in June, three or four. He's going to save one for that second weekend um, of the season and make that la his last official visit. He's going to come out with that list very soon. It'll be interesting. Does that last visit go to Ohio State? Does it go to Oklahoma? Or does it go to somebody else, a Texas school, whatever? That's going to be interesting to see what he comes up with there. But uh, he won't be probably the first, but he'll be an interesting one. And then the other ones I the other one I mentioned was Booker Pickett. So I wouldn't be surprised if if maybe one of those guys is the first defensive lineman to commit. Um, another guy, though, that, to keep in mind is Jalen Jackson from Florida. High State is his in, in his final five. When he was initially early in his recruiting process, um, he he really wanted an Ohio State offer, and then he got it. He likes Ohio State a lot. He, it was pretty 
pretty given that High State was going to be in his final five. He's a defensive tackle rather than an edge guy, but he's another guy that, that could end up in this class. Here's a question, Bill. I can actually handle this one, and you can top it off. Does Ohio State have a realistic chance at the offensive lineman from modern day Baker? He means Brandon Baker, who, by the way, really looks the part. And I know our offensive line coach was out in California this past week, Tuesday, and it was to see Brandon Baker in particular. I know their vibe is if they offer him, they expect to get him. That will be a big pull. Let's kind of finish with this. He's not the only guy from that school they're going after. They have a nice little California contingent they're working on out there. Let's finish with that. Yeah, uh, you know, Brandon Baker, he is another guy. Again, I feel like a a broken record a little bit here, but that Ohio State has a realistic shot at getting. Uh, Justin Fry is doing a great job. He is going back to his California, his West Coast ties. He was at UCLA. Those were huge in Ohio State getting Josh Simmons, the transfer portal uh, offensive tackle from San Diego State. Uh, and Justin Fry is doing the same. He's recruiting Brandon Baker hard. As you mentioned, Dan, he was recently out there. On that West Coast trip, he could not stop to see Josh Simmons because NCAA rules prohibit that transfer portal guys, but he stopped to see Brandon Baker. Also, the other big name there that Ohio State is very realistically in line for is Zabian Brown, the cornerback. He's got a lot of family in Northeast Ohio, had a great visit Great two visits to Ohio State. Uh, so uh, that's another name. Realistically, they could get either or both of those guys. And, you know, the, the old thing is the modern day guys go to USC. That's not necessarily a case with those two guys. They're going to go wherever they feel best. And, and they both like Ohio State a lot. That's a lot of information for one show. I'm thinking that might have broken the record for names, considering the fact that Mark was like that uh, – Ventrilo, of course, guy that used to do those commercials and talk really fast. And then you'd have to kind of rewind it and see what he actually said. But it's a lot of knowledge. And, of course, the dean. There's nobody like the dean. And like I said, this weekend is going to be a treasure trove of content. I have not seen a collection of Ohio players in one spot like this. Maybe ever, given the new recruiting climate, that's a good thing. And a lot of guys will get a chance to show their wares this weekend. And keep in mind, when you want to talk about movement on Ohio State's recruiting board, it happens now. It doesn't happen during the season. That's an off-season movement chart. They're out seeing guys. This is really when you want to start locking in here for your recruiting content. And thankfully, we have the dean to guide you through it. We appreciate him stopping by, as well as Mark, who is out on the road. Lord knows what high school he's at now. Have a good one, You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.